Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel! us we're, we're here for those of you hoping left would be back this week well i did too but life gets in the way people get busy people sleep yeah i'd be probably sleeping right now too if we were recording today so you know <laughs> anyways so people like the ff6 episode i guess it's cool it's a very oh, yeah. popular game it's a popular game uh people have opinions on almost always positive opinions on Imagine Did you guys play any? What? Sorry. Well, no, I was just gonna say. Imagine there's stuff like on the forums that people were. I haven't been on the forums in forever, so I don't know. I haven't been keeping track of what anybody's saying about the episodes or anything. They seem positive. I imagine you have. That's what I was gonna ask. A little bit, but Sagey's usually more on top of that than I am. Ah. Uh, yeah, there was a very long post from Agent Poyo, which I actually wrote a really long reply, but then he never <laughs> posted it. Um, I'm sorry, Agent Poyo. I should <laughs> should get back to that. Uh, but it was in the lines of I really like people's mm-hmm. love for the Final Fantasy series. It makes me want to love it too. And then I play it and I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I, I can't. And um, <laughs> can't you love? Why can't you just love something? I want to make myself love the Final. So I, I love it <laughs> in a yeah. like non-gameplay kind of way, right? It's like, I like to know about them, but I cannot make myself like them. So it's sad. Shame. It's, a sh- it's a real it's a real crying shame. <laughs> but it's okay. It's, you can't love everything. I will keep trying, man. That's good. Yes. Every once in a while, you'll keep having to play them for the show. So maybe one of them will click for you. Uh, maybe one of the spinoffs is for you. Maybe I, I'll be, I, sh- I think I'm going to choose Mystic Quest sometime soon. Okay. That was, that was considered the, the beginner's RPG. And they called it uh, Final Fantasy USA in Japan because it was kind of embarrassing. So maybe we should play that. And it's short, too. So we'll keep that up. That's out in the horizon, folks. Some FFMQ. Uh, hey, let's talk about pickups a little bit. I wasted some money. Well, quote-unquote wasted some money. I bought... I came across... So my 3DS has been betraying me for the last while. I had my Sweet Majora's Mask 3DS. Which I think I got early, early on in, in BB history. I think like in our first year. Betraying you how? What's ah? That's the thing. It keeps okay. running out of battery super fast now. Oh. Like like this this in sleep mode, it can't even last a night. It's bad man. Mm-hmm. Bad. Usually you could leave off off of the 3ds for like a day or two, as long as you're not playing it, and it's just a okay. Some flickering and turning itself off. But I came across at a local game store. A 2DS complete box, a Pokemon 2DS with a with a useless button on the front. It looks a little bit like a like a Pokeball with a button, and it's in perfect condition and it was complete in box. So I bought it. So now I own a 2DS XL. Nice. Yeah, I like the way it feels. It's lighter. The screen's nicer. It's great. Good. It's a good little little side grade. It's not really an upgrade or a downgrade. Mm-hmm. Maybe an upgrade. The batteries are probably gonna last better. And also, I got a few games. The games are super cool. I got uh, Mega Man X Legacy Collection for the Switch. Can you get that, Sage? You like Mega Man, right? 
I like Mega Man. I haven't bought a game in a long time. Well, now's your time. Time to get that Mega Man game or PS4. And I got Rick and Morty <laughs> Virtual Reality for my uh, PS4. Whoa. Yeah. I started playing a little bit yesterday, but my move controller was dying, so I didn't really do much. But it was, it was fun from what I, what I started. And yeah, probably other games too. But I'm still really playing Octopath Traveler. That game is, is a bee's knees. It's good. If you like old school. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of a lot of positive reactions towards it. Yeah, I guess they sold out twice. Enix apologized twice for not having enough copies. Yeah. Hey, do you guys know uh, Video Game Donkey? No. Nope. Like the video game character Donkey Kong? No, he's a, a, a YouTuber. He has a really amusing and well-regarded YouTube channel. And okay. I love it. I, I, I just want to recommend it. And he's kind of like the only one that put out like sort of a negative kind of review of Octopath Traveler. But I think it's because he doesn't like JRPGs too much. That's why you watch him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's because it's funny. Um, anyway, if, if you guys happen to, to watch that video, we'd like to hear your thoughts in the future. Sure. Yeah. I'm not against uh, watching things. I like things. I'm not, I'm not against things. You know, I just realized that my computer, this is uh, so background for BB listeners. Before this episode, we couldn't get my audio to work on my computer. I just realized that the my computer was muted. But you guys still, you guys still couldn't hear me, so that, that still doesn't make sense. And, and, and I had this problem when I tried to talk to my friend the other day. So I, I'm still safe. However, my computer was muted, so maybe I would maybe I would have heard you, but you still couldn't hear me. So problem is still valid, still valid problem. I had I counted my game, my boxed complete Game Boy Advance games. How much do you think I have, Seiji? I'll say you have. I'll shock you. Two hundred and fifty. What? No, that's ridiculous. Uh, I wish. Oh, okay. I have eighty. Eighty. That's oh, good. I was going to say eighty-five. That's still impressive. You would have won, Shelby. Yeah, why didn't you, you I'm gonna let give you that me one. have a guess? Why didn't you let me have a guess? His was so ridiculous that I had to immediately correct it. Okay. But yours, you you win, because I believe you when you say you would have said well, 85. If wait, wait, wait. the price is right, yeah, I exactly. would have gone over. Exactly. So, uh, oh, then no one wins. Exactly. Price is wrong in this scenario. I should have said one. Thank you. Like, <laughs> the $1 <laughs> bid, the classic $1 bid. Yeah. You have one game. <laughs> Final Fantasy, uh, so the Game Boy Advance, another great reason for this little system, it covers every Final Fantasy up to six, except three for some reason. But you have one, two, four, five, six, and then you have Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced 2. No, Advanced, just Advanced. And probably other spinoffs. There you go, look at that. So many FFs you can play mm. on Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance is amazing. We should do a whole episode in GBA someday. Three did uh, come out on the DS, didn't it? Because I, yes, I, yes. I think I had it. Yeah, it came out on the DS, and the FF4 remake came out on the DS. And a shit ton of spinoff games. The Game Boy Advance and the DS are like the best systems. I love them. They're pretty so good. Great. great games. Uh, oh, and No Man's Sky keeps on trucking. I guess they are adding a multiplayer update. Oh, really? Yeah, Wait, you know what? I think that's good. Wasn't it what? multiplayer in a way before? I, I think it was like fake multiplayer before, wasn't it? Like you could kind of meet up, kind of thing. I don't it was actually like impossible. know. I, I don't know, but now it. there's true multiplayer, and I guess I guess they've been updating this whole time. Which you know, what? I like when they don't give up on a game. I think the same thing happened for For Honor. Mm. Just kept going, and the games improved, and a year later, the game's even better. 
It's great. There you go. I think that the official answer from the developer guy was that it is possible, but the possibility is so small that mm -hmm. it's a practical no. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. How about you guys? Do you have anything gaming related in your life lately? Um, I am replaying Resident Evil 5 with a friend. Nice. Yeah. Because we played the heck out of that game when it first came out. And uh, now that we're playing it again, we don't remember like any of it. It's really weird. Uh, like nothing is familiar. Weird. Yeah. Didn't but it's really like, I really like, because um, it's Chris and, uh, and a new character. Her name is uh, Sheva. And uh, yeah. I really actually like her design. I think she's adorable, but like she's not carried through like into any of the other games. So it's kind of sad. Kind of wasted That's that opportunity. Cool. You gotta bring her back, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, I want to play that. I want to play five. I want to play all of them at some point. Uh, the last one I played was uh, four. I want to do like a run oh, through seven. of five. That would be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. More, more. Did any other Resident Evil make our top 100 list? Uh, no, I don't think so. Other than four? I think just four. Was Revelations there? I think so. It's a shame. Four would have been higher too if I had played it on time, but I no. Did not. I think four is the only one. Yeah, yep. only four. Oh. Only four. I would add seven for sure to my list somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if it make top one hundred though. I gotta finish that game. This seven was good. good. Play it with the PSVR. You can borrow mine. Oh, I don't know if I'd fucking make it through <laughs> playing it on VR. I would have to uh, like I... play for like five minutes at a time and like take a break and then. <laughs> I've been playing Detroit uh, Become Human VR in certain scenes. Okay, so <laughs> I have a funny story about this. Um, okay. My dad came to visit. Uh, well, he well he was visiting, but he was also on work, but he did come to see me. And uh, I was like, do you want to try VR? Uh, and at first he was kind of like, oh, I don't know. But so then I brought him uh, to the office and I let him try just like the, the demo like for the Oculus Rift, which is I think it's called mm. First Contact. And he was like, I've never seen him like quite that, uh, I guess, baffled. Like he was laughing the whole time. Like, I don't know. He just seemed like a crazy person. <laughs> uh, and then a week later, we were uh, playing like I, well, I did borrow Detroit from you and I brought it with me to uh, for the family reunion thing. And my brother was playing it. Um, and then my dad comes and he's like, you know what? This game would be really good VR, and like literally, like that whole night, any game we were playing, he was just like, "That game would be really good in VR." And so my dad's like really sold on VR now. It's people really love funny. It, man. Yeah. Once you try it, a lot of people get hooked. Like VR is pretty pretty cool. Yeah. The thing that, what like my favorite moment from him playing was like in First Contact, like you have these little cartridge thingies and you put them in this, in this computer, and then it spawns the thing on top of the computer. Uh, so he had spawned like all these like digital butterflies that are flying around the room. Uh, and then a bit later on, he had spawned a gun. So then this butterfly just comes and like lands on his on his hand. And then I saw him think about it because I was looking at the screen. I was looking at him. Oh, no. So he just looks down at his hand. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are you going to do? So he fucking no, shoots the no. butterfly, totally obliterates it. And then he laughs it's like a crazy up. person. I that's was like, that's holy terrifying. shit. I That's know, scary. but it was <laughs> it was really funny. He may be a murderer. Yeah, I kind of wished I could have taken a video, but I can't really do that in the office because there's secret things in there. So yeah, secret. Yeah. Anyway, it's my that's dad's that, uh, first experience in VR was hilarious. That's fun. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> have you used VR, Sagey? I haven't. 
The other day I was walking uh, in front of the Microsoft store and uh, mm. they were demoing, I think, Superhot on VR. Ah. And I was watching it and I was like, uh... I'm going to play that. I, I really want to play that. I have mm. it. I, I actually bought it because I wanted to play it. Um, mm. It's still in my queue. But it, it looked like fun. And especially in VR, I thought it was going to be fun. And, mm. and I thought that was the perfect opportunity to try VR. But there was a long queue, so... Uh, yeah. I was like, no. But I want to try it. Mm-hmm. That'd been cool. Mm-hmm. Someday you'll try it. One day. So, another non-game topic, but more of a topic about the things that Shelby and I watch that are usually... Oh. So we yeah. started a new night yep. due to a scheduling shift uh, of my partner, who she has to work a lot of the times on Saturday evenings. So, we started Sentai Saturdays. Oh, man. Different. So we've been watching Gokaiju for a while, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> excuse me, we're still watching that. It's the best, but we decided to extend that time to watch more Gokaiju, and then we added three other Sentai to kind of mix things up. Mm-hmm. So we're watching uh, Shinkenger mm-hmm. and Car Ranger and Deca Ranger, yeah, which are awesome. Yeah. Car Ranger is kind of hilarious, and it's like a parody of a lot of the series up to that so point. It's so goofy. Super goofy. There really was fun a, to watch. a villain. The villain in this first episode, or the second episode, <laughs> I think it was, because uh, there was like a place called the BB Saloon. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, so in there is where I guess all the criminals gather. Um, yeah. But yeah, this uh, the villain's thing was making noise pollution. Also, by the way, in Car Ranger, a lot of it has to do with like traffic safety and shit. Um, anyway, uh, so this villain, like I said, he's his thing is noise pollution, and his plan to like destroy the Earth was uh, to pick up all the cars, have them make a weird like belt Poor around noise. the Earth, which I guess according to Car Ranger, there's only like 16 cars needed to circle around the Earth, uh, just yeah, based on that tiny little diagram. It's all perspective. Yeah, um, and then the cars were going to make a bunch of noise, and then the neighboring aliens were going to get mad at that noise and destroy the Earth. So... <laughs> Anyway, that was real good. Um, but I think we picked, or it was Ryan picked Car Ranger because we watched an episode of Go Kaiger that had the Red Ranger from Car Ranger in it. And uh, he was wearing the same shirt and everything that he wore in like Car Ranger. And he looks pretty much identical except for his hair is a tad different. But it was pretty that funny. That episode was hilarious. Yeah. It really made us want to watch Car Ranger. And yeah. uh, the Car Ranger theme is great too. And should be it should be on at some point in this episode. Also, the series starts with the villainess coming in, and she wants to destroy the earth for whatever reason. And then one of her henchmen, like she's bent over, oh god, talking, and so her her ass is kind of in shot. And then this, and I'm, this is all what happens for like the first two minutes. Yeah. And one of the villains has this really really creepy long tongue, and he's like going down to lick her 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 buttocks. And then one of the other guys yeah, like, "That's not time up. for licking asses right now. We have to focus yeah. on what we're doing." And we're like, "What the fuck is going on in this kids yeah. show?" But yep. uh, yeah. That's, also, that's what was going on. Fucking the cars were, I guess, like used to be wild, but then they were tamed by people, and that's <laughs> why, like, there's like car magic in the universe, and the cars are like f- this fucking like zodiac constellation thing, and that's where oh they my. got their vehicles from. If that makes any fucking sense. Uh, Holy but shit. yeah, there's this kid on a tricycle, uh, <laughs> and then the fucking tricycle takes off in the air with the kid on it. She's like flying through the town. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this, I hate cars. I've always Mm -hmm. hated the movie cars because it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why there's, why there's cars, why there's Mm -hmm. sentient, why there's no people. Why do they live Mm -hmm. in buildings? Why do they, why do they have windows and doors? It makes no sense. But 
if cars were around before people and we just tamed them, <laughs> like in Go and Car Ranger, maybe that makes yeah. maybe that, if if cars takes place in the Car Ranger universe, then I could probably accept it more. I think. Bam. Because that just means that cars have regained their 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 true forms, and then they got <laughs> rid of humanity, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Car Ranger, pretty fun. Would recommend it. Has a yeah. great great dance to it. Like best pose. Yeah, great posing. I love I love the Sentai series. Yeah. I think they're great. Have you ever watched any Seiji? Mm, Sentai. I don't <laughs> think yeah. so. I know what it is. You gotta fix that. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of Power Rangers when I was a kid. Um, yeah. But I don't think I've ever watched proper Super Sentai. You should watch It's Go a different Kaiju. experience. Yeah, you should watch Gokaiju. Well, I guess I could. If, if you guys tell me which one you're watching, maybe I'll watch the same so we can I, I can join the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. That'd be fun. Well, there you go. We'll link you Gokaiju later because that's the best. Yeah. We uh so, we started doing well when playing dodgeball. We do like Gokaiger poses, and we have like yeah, attacks like really final cool. wave. We're adults. Yeah. We're adults yeah, who then, play dodgeball and watch Gokaiger and yeah. pose. <laughs> well, it's that's fine. Good. I, I play volleyball, and I keep calling for like high Q plays. <laughs> I <laughs> I tell I tell my setter, let's do minus tempo now. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, adults. I guess man. adults. Adults is a gaming podcast. I mean, really, what can you expect from us? Mm-hmm. What kind of maturity are you really expecting? Correct. Yeah. So if you have a problem with our shenanigans, they can call our complaint line. So. Yeah. <laughs> the BB complaints, complaints line. BB complaints department. Yeah. But out there, friends out there who listen, who are also men or people children, right? Um, are you gonna say man children? Then correct. Yeah, it? yeah. The people children. The people children. <laughs> I did. Oh my god. I tried to be a, being a better person. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just heard BB. So, <laughs> yeah, she just chuckled her cat tree me out. That's For cute. no reason. Uh, yeah, so if you if, if any people children out there uh, likes any Sentai groups and want to recommend us series, mm-hmm. by all means. Or just tell us your favorite. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, too. We, um, we watched an episode of the, the North American version of Gokaiger, which is called Super Megaforce, and it was, it was not good. No, it was bad. And it's, it, it felt so wrong. And then we watched an episode of Gokaiger. Actually, we watched a few episodes, and then that felt, that felt right. You felt much better. Yeah. Uh, and and just to keep the the Sentai thing relevant for us, I will at some point soon pick a, a Power Ranger game for yeah. probably the old one, but we'll see. Maybe I'll spice things up, get something you don't expect. Maybe cool. maybe Ninja Ninja Storm for the Game Boy Advance. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I have for uh, for random stuff. Well, how long? How games? Yeah, Seiji. What are you even doing, Seiji? Some Phoenix, right? Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> the Ace Attorney update. Yeah. Well, is Yautin Genji 2, which is which would be called. I was thinking about this, you know, mm-hmm. because oh, man, I, I I need to go on a, on a little bit of a on a run here. That's fine. You do you boo. Because <laughs> I, I really hate what they did with the Ace Attorney series name. Because in Japan, mm-hmm. it's just called Turnabout Trial, right? Gyakuten Saiban. Yeah. So all games are just Turnabout Trial, that's the first one, and then mm-hmm. comes two, and then comes three, and then comes four. It's clean, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yep. And then when they it's went good. to the spin off, they just changed the word for Saiban, because there's no. Saiban means trial, so there, there's no trial. So mm-hmm. they just change it to prosecutor. So it's Gyakuten Kenji. It's like turnabout 
prosecutor. Yeah, I think it would be. <laughs> so it's good. So in, in the second one, following the tradition, is just turnabout prosecutor 2. Yeah! <laughs> so it's good. But then, when they translated the title or they named the series or whatever, it's called mm -hmm. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Which I guess is a good name for the first one, but then on the second one, they went Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Justice for All. So they added a subtitle. So yeah. a tradition was established or a convention. There's no number. There's a subtitle. So the third one comes, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Trials and Tribulations. Fine. That's good. Then comes the fourth one. Now you have a problem because the, <laughs> the protagonist is no longer Phoenix Wright. Mm -hmm. So what they do? Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney. That's it. <laughs> and now you have uh... a problem, right? Because now it seems... Like Apollo Justice, which is just the fourth game in the series, seems like mm -hmm. a spin-off. Yeah. And that's a problem. Anyway, not, <laughs> not too much of a problem. Then comes the spin-off. So what do they call it? <laughs> right? So I guess they had to call it Ace Attorney because that's the only thing that has been kept in all the other games. So mm -hmm. they call it Ace Attorney, which doesn't make any sense. And mm -hmm. they add investigations, right? Cool, mm -hmm. that's fine. Ace Attorney, investigations. But then <laughs> they, don't, they, they, they couldn't stop there. Right? They couldn't stop there. They had to add Miles Edgeworth in the end. Yeah. So that, that's the full name of the game. It's called Ace Attorney Investigations, Miles Edgeworth. So now I was thinking about this, right? Because what would be the actual name for the second game? And it will have to be something like Ace Attorney Investigations, Miles Edgeworth, and then a subtitle, right? Mm -hmm. Which the guys from the uh, uh, translation team and I haven't noticed until I was thinking about this. They actually added a subtitle. It's called The Prosecutor's Path. Uh, fan, yeah. So because we call it Ace Investigations 2, but that breaks convention, right? So that's... And I hate it. I, but they have to keep with it, so that's mm -hmm. fine. So it's good and it's bad. But that's my rant. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's kind of a pointless rant. So I've been playing that. <laughs> no, it's all good. And I wanted to to finish it before this show, because I wanted to say I finally finished all the DS games from the Ace Attorney series, which is there, there are seven titles. I will talk about it for sure next episode because I'm playing the actual um, last case right now. Mm. And you're a real fan of the Ace series. You know what? That's cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I respect it. I don't know what happened, but I really enjoy it. And it's really affecting... Mm, the way I see games and, and what I want to experience playing games. And it's really related to today's topic. Oh, what a, what a segue. Let's go to the topic right now. All right. Up next, <laughs> topic! So I was I was saying that playing this series has affected my way of thinking about games because I was thinking how do you build this game? I was doing like a mental deconstruction of this and cool. what is it what what is the kinds of things that you have to think when you're making 
just in general a game, right? You need a conflict, you need something that is a good vehicle for narrative, and narrative sometimes includes winning and losing conditions, right? So in order mm -hmm. to win and to lose, you have to sometimes defeat an opponent or an enemy, right? And what is the easiest, what is the most natural thing that comes to mind? And it's very basic, it's just like a fight. It can be physical, it can be non-physical, but um, a lot of the games from the beginning of the history of our medium have been, you know, shooting at stuff or mm -hmm. destroying right. a certain thing or just defeating an enemy. You know, that, that physical confrontation is it's very pervasive in, in video games. And that is today's topic is combat in games or combat-based games. And this has to do with what I was saying because when I was playing this series, you notice that these things, the, these kinds of topics are not in this game. You have to think in a different way, right? Like solving a, a mystery, although there is a confrontation between the defense attorney and the prosecution. Um, mm -hmm. They're not fighting, right? They're not fighting physically. They, they, it's You're fighting with their wits and with the evidence and, you know, arguments and logic and all, that, all, all those kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And although it, there are shared elements, um, it's, it's very different. I was thinking about, you know, games that don't include combat, and it's really hard to think of games that don't have those elements. You have to go to, like, puzzle games. You have to go to visual novels and more narrative stuff. And that's where I was coming from when I was thinking about this. And then I was like, when I have a thought and when I'm making a generalization, first thing that comes to mind is, like, I need some data. Mm -hmm. I need to know that what I'm saying has some basis on truth. Before um, going to, you know, my crazy spreadsheet stuff, um, do you guys have any thoughts <laughs> on the topic? Uh, I, I thought that I would dislike most games about combat, because I like combat a lot in general, uh, in terms of fiction and, like, uh, I mean, like, Sentai's all about fighting, right? And I, I like those types of games, and Dragon Ball Z is my favorite, Dragon Ball's my favorite franchise, and that's <laughs> definitely about fighting. Uh, yet, of course, I, I don't really like fighting games that much, which is all about fighting, so I need something in between to kind of break that up, I think. And... I don't know, but anyways, I didn't think I'd find many examples of games that I liked, like really, really enjoyed a lot that didn't have any combat. But I was kind of surprised I found some that I have played in the past that I did enjoy. And I tried to include games on my list that are not ones we've talked about much or that um, that weren't just the easy way out. Like I could have picked visual novels and puzzle games, but I didn't pick any. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, anyways, it was challenging. But overall... Actually, one one quick honorable mention. Uh, it was on our YouTube show that we never update. Maybe Seiji says he might do something with our channel, so not dead yet. Uh, but we did Goof Troop, which didn't really have any true combat. It was mostly, I think, it was mostly just puzzles. And we, me and Left thought it was going to be like a combat game. Uh, but yeah, so there you go, honorable mention. But yeah, that's all I have to say about combat in the good games. I like it, but it doesn't need to be there. Um. I don't know, I guess uh, same thoughts of just thinking that I was going to have a hard time finding games that didn't have uh, that, that gameplay element. But uh, at the same time, I don't think it's entirely fair to like totally discount visual novels and puzzle games because they do make up a oh, huge no. part of gaming. Um, yeah, I, I was just trying to challenge myself. They're, they're, yeah. They absolutely should be there. They're, very, they're valid for sure. But yeah, uh, no, it was definitely interesting, though, to, to just kind of go through like the, the games and stuff that we've played and and seeing and really thinking about like what goes on in the gameplay so it was pretty cool mm -hmm. 
So just a, a clarification. So the the topic is not about <clears throat> whether combat-based mechanics or violence in video games is good or bad. I'm just talking about how common of, of a of a resource mm -hmm. for us developers is because it it's mm -hmm. really powerful. It you add combat to a game and you add a lot of meaning and narrative and purpose and stuff like that. You, the moment you have two characters and one beats the other, you have an immediate story, right? Very simple, mm -hmm. but it's there. It's really conducive to to other things that you need in a game. Uh, whether in, on a puzzle, you sometimes if you play a puzzle like Tetris, uh, a lot of people, especially modern gamers, will feel that it's super empty, right? That oh, they need Tetris things, is great. That they need more. Yeah, I I I, I love it, you know. But um, as time has past technology has evolved in such and such you see less and less i guess i guess on the triple a end of games yeah mm -hmm. almost never on triple a yeah although we got a pac-man championship edition which is apparently quite well received uh relatively recently so and this is just to explain where i was coming from so that we have some data to go with so if we go to our BB100 list. In our BB100 list, I, I checked each game to see if they had some sort of combat. And what I was using as a, as a reference is, if this game has some sort of win or lose condition based on physical harm, either to an opponent or to oneself. Either, you know, an enemy is attacking you, so you have to either avoid uh... it, or you have to attack an enemy to beat the game. So something, there, there are some Games are clearly combat-based, let's say, like Halo or Call of Duty or Street mm -hmm. Fighter. Those things are clearly, you know, on on one side. Then you have other games like Tetris or, I don't know, like Phoenix Wright uh, that clearly do not have those elements, so I mm -hmm. don't count them. And there's stuff in the middle that is kind of difficult to, to say if they have or not, let's say, Mario Kart. I didn't count Mario Kart because you can, you can win without you know throwing items at the other opponents in fact if you're in first place you're likely just gonna be driving which is <laughs> a situation that i often find myself you know in. oh some brag here boo <laughs> boo <laughs> say oh humble brag from stagey <laughs> i had to <laughs> anyway so based on on that criteria on our bb100 list 82 percent of the games are combat based and nice. That is just a very small sample of games. So I'm going to analyze the 100 list of each one of us because that's a different list, right? Okay. So in Rob's list, 84% is combat-based, which makes oh, sense yeah, with, with what you were saying. But it's not the highest. The highest is Left's list. And I really wanted Left to be here because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Left's list is 90% combat-based. Oh. <laughs> Sheldis is 78%, uh, which is considerably lower than Rob's and Left's. And then I am at the lowest percentage of combat-based games uh, at 63. This has to do a lot with uh, my my liking of puzzle games. Mm. I did an analysis of each one of us and a really high percentage of my games is puzzle, which is 15%, which is considerably higher than uh, than you, you guys' list with... Uh, Left is 3%, Shelby is 4%, and Rob is 7%. So that has to do a little bit. But then I was thinking, you know what? 
I need different cohorts of games. One thing that came to mind was, what about indie games? Because I feel like a lot of the examples that I was thinking uh, for this episode, when, I, when we, we're going to have a, like a recommendation section, was I often find myself recommending indie games. So I did same analysis or how much of our games were indie games. In the BB100 list, uh, there's 7% of indies, which because 100 games is means there, there are 7 games. <laughs> um, then on Rob's list is 5%, Shelby's is 6%, Left's is 4%, and my list is 11%. So just with this sample, we can see there is a correlation between the amount of indie games and the amount of non-combat-based games. So, mm. up to that point, are we <laughs> are we agreeing or are we understanding? These, I, yeah, I'm understanding for sure. This I'm with you. Yeah. I'm following you. Cool. I'm picking and, up what you're putting down, yo. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> and I also uh, extracted the, the actual games that were the non-combat-based. So, th there's a lot of, like, puzzle games, rhythm games visual novels, and there's some other interesting things in there, like Brothers, I didn't count it. Oh, it's not a combat game, I didn't think of that one. Yeah, it's more you like can, a... You can die in it, though. You can, yes. Yeah. But, I don't know, the, the, those those kinds of games mm -hmm. are kind of hard, right? Because, yes, you can die, Yeah. and I don't remember if someone is attacking you, like the dog, I guess, is attacking you. There's There are wolves, and uh, there's also like a huge troll at the beginning that if... Like yeah. he can, he can kill you. I I also have a I have a game similar to this. I was uh, a bit conflicted about putting it on my list because uh, you can die in this game. So I was I was just uh, anyway, continue. <laughs> no, just, yeah. just to throw a, a wrench in there, like a, a game like Flashback, you can die, but there's not really any combat in it. Mm. You can't you can't really fight if you can't fight them all. Actually, that is my I'll save it for a game I have because I think that might fall in that category too. Okay, but I'll talk I'll talk about it when we get there. <clears throat> Yeah, so what I was thinking is, is some sort of fighting, like physical fighting, involved as my main gameplay, you know? And that was pretty subjective, so we need mm -hmm. sometimes that subjectivity to get to reach certain conclusions. But anyway, that is just the one sample, so we are pretty different from each other, but then I thought, well, I need a larger sample, so I went to the CC100 list, which mm -hmm. uh, is composed from, I think it was like 50 members of the club that sent their lists. <laughs> Seen a lot of whys here. <laughs> uh, a lot of what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of whys. <laughs> so if you look at the CC100, um, it isn't very different. It's 90% combat-based, which mm -hmm. is pretty high. And there's a lot of older games, too. Um, there's not a lot of indie games, either. There's only 2%. So again, I, again we're seeing that correlation of combat-based games in, like, I don't know, mainstream games, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, actually, because the list is so short, we can just go through the 10 games that are not combat-based in the CC100 list. That is Tetris, Mario Kart 64, Mario Kart 8, Minecraft, Portal 2, Blades of Steel, Rocket League, Portal, Mario Kart Double Dash, and we love Katamari. Oh, uh, I do love Katamari. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that is the CC100 list. Not a lot of uh, surprise in there. We're, we're kind of seeing like the same thing. So that being analyzed, then I went to, okay, so let's look at the mainstream games. And I analyzed uh, the last 10 years of the most 
well-regarded games. I took these games from my bonus bonus barrel episode 2 data that I made for that. Uh, we're gonna have a list of a bunch of games per year, the last 10 years from 2007 to 2017. And these are the most well-regarded games. There are a bunch of indie games in there. To be more specific, there are 13% of these games are indie games, which is not a lot. Um, there are in there. And the number that I got in there was 77%. So from the most well-regarded games from the last 10 years, again, 77% of those are combat-based. And because the number of indie games in here is a little bit higher, that number is a little bit lower too. So there's a little bit of a correlation in there. In fact, I actually, from the from that 13% of indie games, the, the, the games are indie and are also combat-based, something like Shovel Knight, for example. Um, it, it was only 7.69%, which is really low percentage. There's a bunch of games in there, but if I took one game from each year, which is the game of the year statistically, right? The statistical game of the year for each year, then we just have 10 games, actually have 12 games, because both 2012 and 2010 I have a tie. Um, I only have one indie game in here, which is Journey, which was game of the year, statistical game of the year for 2012. That is not combat-based, right? I don't think. I don't believe it is. Correct. It's been a while since I played it, but I'm pretty sure you're right. Correct. So from this list, 84.6% was combat-based. So again, we see not only the amount of games, but the games that people tend to like or games that tend to be well regarded are going to be combat based. So there is, you know, some relationship in there that is really interesting. The last thing that I want to prove is if being an indie game has to do with not being so combat based. So I went through all the games that were nominated for indie game of the year for the last 10 years also. And in this case, we have, again, a bunch of games, like 60 games, mm -hmm. and only 21% of those are combat-based. So mm -hmm. the, the numbers have completely flipped, right? It's so interesting. So it seems like whatever the mainstream is not doing, indies are doing it. Not just in this regard, in terms mm -hmm. of scale, art styles, innovation, you know, all these kinds of things are present in here. And then mm -hmm. those are just the nominated games. Those, it's a list of, uh, like, uh, I think, 60 games that I have in mm -hmm. here. There's a Indie Games Festival. They give out a Indie Game of the Year award. So the winners of that award from the last 10 years, um, if you take that list and then you analyze which ones are combat-based, only one of them in 2009, mm -hmm. a game called Monaco, is the only one that is combat-based. The rest of the games... Are not, and that mm -hmm. is really interesting because it's for the last seven years to, since Minecraft won in twenty ten. All of the games that have won in the game of the year are not combat based. That is very interesting, um, and because we are recommending games, I, I just want to read this list because it's pretty short. And some of these games I've never heard before. The winner for twenty seventeen is Night in the Woods. I think it's for the Switch. I want. I really want to play this one because it looks very very interesting. Mm. Then. There's a game called Quadrilateral Cowboy. Then is Her Story, which I want to talk about this game. Um, Outer Wilds, Papers, Please. I really want to play that one. Uh, Card Life, Fez, Minecraft, Monaco, Blueberry Garden. And the last game is uh, Crane Physics Deluxe. I remember this game. Um, and that is all for data. 
<laughs> so any thoughts <laughs> no i was just thinking about like um how indie games have a less like or have uh, a lot less uh, combat-based mechanics. And you had mentioned, like, scale before, and I was just wondering, like, if maybe, like, the size of the development studio and, like, even the development schedule and whatever funds they have and stuff, that maybe it's easier to kind of stick with, like, a simpler kind of gameplay mechanic. Because a lot of times when there's combat, like, I'm not saying it always has to be this way, but uh, a lot of people really expect, like, um, uh, really, like, fleshed out, uh, like I, I don't know, like skills and 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 skill trees and just different things you can do. So maybe like that has a lot to do with it, you know. Um, I guess them not having access to as many resources as like a, a AAA games developer would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that's the only factor, because uh, I also think that maybe you know it doesn't. Games don't always have to be about combat, even though they they can be fun if if it does have that but at the same time like people are just exploring because it's a medium right like games are just a medium for uh for well i say story but not everybody likes stories and games but um that people are just exploring different uh things like what can you do with with games that doesn't always offer like the exact same uh experience as another game kind of thing so yeah (laughs) those are my thoughts (laughs) anyway any thoughts Rob? i don't know not specifically about that. I just, uh, I, I think indie games do kind of all kinds of crazy stuff. Even if they do have limited means, I don't think it, it, this includes combat. I, I guess you're right, though. You do see kind of a lot. I don't know. My opinion on indie games is that you see way more stuff that you probably wouldn't see on AAA because you don't have to be as safe. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that's pretty much in alignment with what you guys say. But yeah. Yeah. Just to play a little bit of a devil's advocate position here, I think that. From a development point of view, I think it makes more sense to stick to whatever is cheaper because of the uh, development team size. And I mm-hmm. think there is a lot of like retro or kind of clony situations with the with indie games. If we take them in mm-hmm. bulk, I think we would see a lot of games that are more like old mainstream games because yeah b- because that technology is cheaper and because you have uh, design guidelines that are already established so you can just do something quicker and, and cheaper. But I think it's more about expectations because what I was going for here was games that are well regarded and apparently like if there's like a thousand games you have to pick a few of them uh, you have to pick whatever stands out. Right, and because all of the games in the indie scene, a lot of them are gonna be pretty mediocre compared to AAA games. So the ones that send out in the indie scene are gonna be like the weird ones. Maybe I don't know. That's just a thought in there. Um, there, there might be an expectation that if it is an indie game and it's gonna be a really, really well-known indie game, in a way, it has to be a little bit weird. And one of those things that makes mm. an indie game weird is maybe that is not combat-based. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well researched as always, Seiji. I try. <laughs> those facts. I All think right. You're gonna well, get a lot of replies from people. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what people uh, have yeah. to say about that for sure. Mm-hmm. Shall we talk about some games? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so the first game I have is uh, Outlast. Um, cool. Which is like your um, I can't remember the name of the of the main dude right now. Um, but you're kind of Frank. Um, what? I said Frank. I don't know if that's okay. his name though. 
I, you know what? You said it, and it made me stop for a second. I was like, is that it? No, it's it's, it's something really <laughs> kind of obs- obscure. Um, anyway, so you're just a, a, a news reporter dude, and you're, you know, driving to this insane asylum because you're hearing shall some we, shall we? things about it. What? No, no, no spoilers, though. No, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just giving okay. like the general okay. outline. Actually, I really, really want to play that game at some point soon. It is, it is good. Um, awesome. But anyway, uh, so you get there and it's kind of deserted looking or whatever, and then once you get inside, you see that there's some there's some shenanigans happening. Um, but at the start of the game, when you like when you first see like the the weird things, um, it tells you like you can't fight like all you can do is run because you're a reporter you're not like some like you know uh this crazy person who knows how to fight right off the bat like a lot of protagonists dropped into stories uh have that skill randomly and i don't know why because it seems a little unrealistic but these are games so it's fine um but yeah so your only options are to run and hide basically or else things are going to find you and kill you um, so I thought that was kind of cool because this is uh also kind of considered um survival horror um so yeah uh that's that's why i i wanted to talk about that game because it is it is horror things lots of things in it die you can die but it's not combat based uh you're literally just like looking for clues and you're trying to like you have your camera or whatever and you look through your camera you uh examine like certain clues and things just trying to figure out what uh what happened at the insane asylum uh and why things have gone to shit but yeah at last. Crazy. Good times. Cool. What is that cool. for? Uh, actually, that's a good question. You can, I um. You can definitely get it for at least PS4 because I have it for the PS4, and also on PC. Oh yeah, I have it on. Uh, do I have it in Steam? Anyway, either Steam okay. or I think I played it on. Um, it's on everything. Xbox. Yeah, it's, it's even on the Switch too. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it is. Forgot about that. So I got a game to, it was, it was last on my list, but I'll put it up first because it kind of relates to what Shelby was saying. Uh, the game I, one game I had was called Soma, which is uh, oh. a PS4 game, uh, digital only, it's a PSN, and it, it's a game that deals with identity and stuff, but basically you, you're the ma- your main character finds itself waking up uh, in this kind of uh, sub-aquatic, or this underwater uh, base or whatever, and the whole game has you... It's very spooky. There's like these these robots roaming around. You can't no. fight them at all. You can't kill them. You can't fight them. You can only run and hide and try to get around it. So the game is largely a puzzle game and a, I guess, survival horror in the same vein as Outlast. Is you're trying your best not to get, you know, if they catch you, they'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And so the game has underwater sections and like really claustrophobic areas and creepy some creepy stuff with like ghost people or something. I can't remember. It's been a couple of years, but. I know Marshall and I played this game a lot, and uh, it's a lot of fun and a lot of a lot about exploring and mm-hmm. and just uh, navigating these terrifying environments and be in this feeling of being isolated and alone and helpless. You really you really can't fight back in this game, so you have to use your wits and figure out your way around. It's a really fun game, very mm-hmm. atmospheric. Uh, it does a great job, and uh, I very good. Remember a fairly satisfying ending. It deals, with, it deals with a lot of heavy issues. I, I really recommend people play this game. It's really good. Mm. Soma. So doing this research, it took me a while to do it. And also, I've been updating my BB100 list in case we do another episode. Oh, um, do that. 
I noticed some games that I was putting in my list and uh, some of the games that I saw in the indie list and I saw this game Her Story which appeared for the first time in this show I think on our Edge Magazine Top 100 games. <laughs> the esteemed Edge Magazine. Correct. Along with uh, the Stanley Parable. I think it was there too. I was like what, what are these? You know, I've never heard of these games and they're, they look super weird. And I'm really glad we played uh, the Stanley Parable. It's one of my favorite episodes actually. Uh, one of my favorite games that we played. Never would have played it. It wasn't for a show. Did we have a guest on for that one? Uh, no, it was just uh, the four of us. Oh, cool. I was looking and I saw that it was included in a Humble Bundle at some point. So I looked at my Humble library and I didn't know that I had this game in my library. And it, it is for mobile too, so you can play it on your PC or mobile. So I've been playing it on my phone and it's a perfect game because uh, sessions can be really short. What this game is about is, is a mystery. There's not much you can say about the story itself without spoiling it. So I'm just going to say that you're given access to a database of video clips from a case and the only thing that you do in this game is is watch videos that's what you do and the way you do it is you look for keywords so you look for a word they give you up to five videos no more and they come i think in chronological order so the idea here is that you are sort of thinking about what sort of words to use in order to uncover the mystery and and piece the story together it's really confusing at first but once you start you know noticing what happened is super interesting the, the videos are with real life uh, people and there's the one actress in, in this game she's really good yeah I, I, I don't want to say much but it's it's cheap it's short or I guess you can make it as long as you want to um, very interesting very unique her story who's that I want to see who the actress is now I don't know her name. I've been hesitant to, to oh. Google it too much. Oh, she's a musician. Oh, oh yeah, she, she sings in one of the videos. <laughs> oh, cool. She's good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's me again. Do it, Shelves. Uh, I have Animal Crossing. Oh, mm. yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's not indie. What? No, it's not. I was making a joke. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'd be... I don't know. I, I, I don't want to assume everybody's played an Animal Crossing, but I feel dumb having to explain it. Um, so I want to listen to it. I, I want to listen how you define it because I always have a really hard time defining Animal Crossing. I was thinking about that too. It was like, how the heck? Like, in this one, anyway, you move to the town and they're like, hey, you're the new mayor. And you're like, what? Uh, so then it's just basically like improving your town, I guess, <laughs> building things, uh, collecting items. Like it's, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't play with people because they'll come and destroy your flowers. <laughs> which which animal, which animal Crossing? Uh, New Leaf. 3DS. Which one? Is that, does that 3DS one have games you can find in it? What? Uh, uh, the the original one, like on GameCube, you could find like uh, ten Nintendo games. Oh, so okay, that's safe then. They had like actual <laughs> games that you could go like on an island. Like you, like when you play with friends, you have the option to go like the, to the um the island thing. You can play like all different games and things. I was gonna sarcastically throw a wrench, saying that, oh well, if you can play, let's just say Mario, <laughs> this game, game has combat in it technically. Oh, but the 3DS one doesn't have that at all, so I can't even make that fake argument. Mm -hmm. You're safe. 
You made it. You chose the right Animal Crossing. There you go. Uh, Man, there's so animals, animals yeah. that move into your town. Uh, you gotta be friendly with them. Cause if you don't, they'll leave. So if you have like a favorite one that shows up, you do like everything in your power to like hang out with them and make sure that they they never leave your town. You really want them to stay. Um, don't be a jerk and mess up other people's places either. Be a jerk. That's that's no fun. Um, actually, maybe it is fun for some people. That's why they do it. Probably is. People mm-hmm. are sick, sad or sick. Anyway. Yeah. Can I just say something about Animal Crossing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it has to do with this topic because before I played Animal Crossing, never played anything like it. When I mm-hmm. played it the first time, I was very annoyed because I didn't know what what's the purpose. Like, wh- mm-hmm. how do I win in this game? And it's interesting because, you know, games don't have to follow a certain convention right so this mm-hmm. game you play it and there's no win condition i don't think anyway there's um, kind of like a like a weird ending thing and it's like if the tree in the town blooms or something oh. or like i can't remember or you have to spend like a certain amount of time maybe mm-hmm. it's like a year anyway i can't remember exactly but they have like a credits thing after that oh that's cool so but you can keep playing obviously afterwards but anyway Okay, so honorable mention will go to the entire Telltale uh, Walking Dead series. Mm. I was actually going to talk about that next, but I'm going to scrap it in favor of a game that Shelby's game reminded me of that I don't think we talked about too, too much, and that's Tomodachi Life for the 3DS. Oh. Do you remember that game? <laughs> I, I, I thought of that. Yeah, I thought of that too. Yeah. I, I just I forgot about it until you guys started talking about Animal Crossing. I'm like, you know what? Everybody knows Walking Dead. I don't have to talk about that. Animal Crossing, or sorry, uh, Tomodachi Life was a weird little experiment that I actually played for probably like 20 hours or so. I, I really enjoyed it. Me and Megan were playing it and some other friends were playing it at the same time. And it was just like this, I don't even know how to describe this game. It's so weird. Like, I don't even think I'd recommend it, really. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to be like it, I'd probably give it like three quarters damage just because I don't know who I'd recommend this game to. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. It's bad. It's like you you have your character. You live in an apartment building. Uh, he's a me, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, the game populates it with other me's that you've met. I think either via Street Pass or just me's you've added to your your me library, and they show up and and they do weird things, and it's based on a schedule. So you know, time of day passes. You'll see friends hanging out and and. Sometimes they'll get in fights, and it's, there's no voices. It's just weird, like, womp womps with, with text, and there's, like, a news report, which is weird. It's so... I don't know. It's a pretty... I think it's a pretty Japanese game, mm. and it's just fucking so bizarre, but I remember the, the trailer. I think it was at E3 2014 or maybe 2015, and it had, like, Iwata and, I think, Reggie running up to Samus on the beach, and they're both saying, I love you, and then the <laughs> like, I love you, too. Oh, yeah, no, it was, it was in a language. It was in English. But it was like a weird, distorted voice, and you could like really change the pitches and do creepy oh, things. Oh yeah, game. yeah, I remember. I now remember now. Mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> it have like I, I get, I make such terrifying characters. Like I don't know, I, I, I would, I would hate to load my, that file up. I don't know what kind of characters would be sitting in that game. It's really strange. Oh man, but it was, it was fun in its own, in its own way. Hmm. But, but yeah, what a weird game. I think I would try to make truly weird-looking characters. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Tomodachi Life. Maybe play it? <laughs> yeah, if you have played it, let me know. I want to know your, your opinion if you, the royal you, have played it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go, Seiji. Okay, so I want to recommend a game that I am, I am actually still playing. I haven't 
beat it, but it's I found it really really charming, and it's called uh, Rakuen. Why I know about this game is because you guys know I love Plants vs Zombies, right? Yes. And Plants vs Zombies ha happens to have a really great soundtrack, so I found myself listening to that soundtrack a lot. And the composer of that is uh, someone called uh, Laura Shigehara. And for a number of years, I've been, you know, sort of following uh, her track. And I, I knew at some point she started making a game. I thought it was called Level Forest or something like that. I don't, th I don't know if that got released. But then uh, last year, fairly recently, she started talking about this game that she released. And it's called uh, Rakuen. I don't know if a lot of people have played it, but... Everyone that has played it, I feel it finds it really interesting. And I don't know how to define it, but it's like an exploration game, adventure game. It doesn't have any combat mechanics at all. It looks like an old-school Super Nintendo RPG, you know, the top-down view and, you know, pixelated, colorful graphics. And you're this kid and you are in a hospital. Maybe you're sick, I don't know, they, they don't, I, I don't think they mention what, what sort of sickness you have, but Apparently you've been there for a while and you, you go and talk with these other people in the hospital, you know, developing those relationships and knowing their stories. And I guess the twist, and I don't want to talk too much about it, but there's this other, like, fantasy world in which you go and there are these magical creatures, but I don't want to say too much, but there's some sort of a mirror, oh, mirror I've heard thing about this. going on. Yeah. Oh, you heard about it? Yeah, well, now when you mentioned, as soon as you mentioned like the fantasy world, I was like, wait a second, mm -hmm. hold on. Yeah, I know this kid. I've seen that. There's a lot of really good stories, and it's surprising oh. the amount of detail that they go explaining the the backstories of each character in the. I don't want to say too much, but I, at the same time, I want to talk about it because characters that are in the hospital they have different uh, sorts of problems. So one of one of the missions in the game is that you have to help the other characters and. It's interesting the way you help them. Uh, you have to go very deep into their backstory, and I know I, I know it doesn't sound like a game that I would like, but again, this is what I'm saying about that. I feel that I'm changing, um, <laughs> but still, games that I'm going to recommend, although they might have these elements of narrative and all that stuff, what they don't have is a lot of like post gameplay, like cutscenes and stuff like that. Most of the time, you're 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 in control and you're doing stuff. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about this game because it's an indie game. I don't think it's really super well known, but it's super interesting. Um, yeah, Rocko in. So this next one is a game that sometimes I decide I really like it and other times I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I don't really like it. Uh, Life is Strange. Oh, that's a fun game. It, I, you know what? No, I just... I'm always conflicted about it because I don't relate to any of the characters in the in the game at all. And usually I look for some of that, um, or just like people I can, I guess, empathize with. But uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, the actual story itself, though, was really cool. Like I'm all for like town, like small town mysteries and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I think this one was it was at least I I, I really enjoy like the the, the branching storyline kind of thing where you have like you can investigate and if like let's say you don't investigate certain things and uh, those options later on like in terms of dialogue don't they aren't available because you just don't know about them kind of thing uh, but also the fact that I actually don't even spoil anything for anybody who wants to play this game but 
uh, the, the, the time, I don't want to say time traveling, but you can rewind time in certain cases um, if something doesn't go your way or if you wanted to see how something else went. But there's kind of a limit, I guess, to how far back you can go. Um, so, yeah. Um, it has great hipster music, too. I think that, I don't know, I, I, I don't like that as much, the, the, the very heavy um, hipstery theme. People might I really love, I, love, I love it. I oh, the theme? I meant, I meant just the music. I, the rest of it, is, the whole game is hipstery. Yeah, and I think that's probably why I don't relate to it as much. Yeah. Um, just because... I liked it. Yeah, I, st- I still, like... I guess it really depends. Like, certain aspects of the game that I think about that yeah. I don't like at all, and then others, I'm like, wow, that's really fucking cool. Um, you can go fuck yeah. yourself, eh? <laughs> that's my favorite line from the game. Yeah. Yeah, you liked um, Victoria, I think you read her. Yeah, Victoria, she was yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah, I liked her. Yeah. Good character. I thought so. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention Life is Strange. I'm going to pick something weird. Whoa. Something unexpected. A Whoa. mobile title. Whoa. A mobile game. Nice. Subway Surfers. Subway Surfers? Subway Surfers. Yes, uh, 2012. Is that the Infinite Runner? Yep. <laughs> Oh, cool. Infinite Runner. Uh, I liked it a lot when I played it six years ago now. Jesus, that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the first mobile games I played, actually. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. You're just, it's colorful. It's bright. Uh, it uses 3D, but with kind of like a stylized cartoon style, so it ages really well. And you can play oh. as a bunch of, like, I don't know, goofy-looking characters. You can switch whatever you want. It doesn't make any difference to the game. And yeah, it's, you're just running. Dangerously, you're a bunch of kids running on... Uh, train tracks or subway tracks and subways and <laughs> they'll come and you have to jump over them and along or or uh, run aside them and duck under things and yeah it's your infinite runner you could replace this with any infinite runner i guess uh the that, that are good at least there's raymond's jungle beat uh i think that's what it's called there's jetpack joyride and you know all the various infinite runners there but i always like subway surfers the most out of all those infinite runner you guys like any infinite runners Montaro. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, Robot Unicorn Attack, also. Oh yeah, the classic. Yeah. Also great if runner. But yeah, Does that one. Here's a question for funsies: Would you count that one as having combat? Because you can destroy your enemies in Robot Unicorn Attack. Are there enemies? It's just. Yeah, isn't there? Is there? Like, no. You dash. There's that. There you was... destroy stars. Like yeah. Star. Was there? Is there anything? Any... Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there's still. Uh... I remember dolphins. I haven't played this game in a long time. Yeah, Pretty there's crazy. dolphins in the background. But you're, they're your friends, so you, yes. they don't want to hurt you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then yeah, also great game. You ever play any Infinite Runners you like, Seiji? Um, kind of alt. That's a really good one. That's the one where you're running through buildings. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, I played that one. Yeah, I like that one too. That's probably the first one that I played. And what I liked about that game was the animation. The art style really really simple but i, I it was yeah. i found it really satisfying when he does that roll thing I don't know. right and when you go through windows it's pretty cool too yeah it's a cool game i want to recommend a game that i really want to play with you guys at some point it's called uh, trauma center under the knife uh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's a whole series about uh i guess operating people He's very cartoony in a way, very anime. There's a lot of, you know, that sort of a anime drama going on. You're Atlas, this sort of right? a, yeah, it's kind of like like Ace Attorney, but you're a doctor. 
You're just mm. sort of an ace surgeon, I guess. And <laughs> but oh there's, boy. Uh, it, it's not it's not very realistic. A, a lot of things that you have to fix. Not a lot, but as you uh, as you progress in the story, there's some some weird like viruses that you have to cure. Uh, but they're like like fake diseases, and there's surgeons like... cure viruses, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> how how good would that game be in VR? Because that sounds to be like it would be like it's ripe for a VR game. I I've only played the Nintendo DS games, but I know there are a couple in uh, Wii. So if there's on Wii, yeah. it's probably good for. I played the Wii one. You, you said you played it on Wii. Uh yeah, I didn't get very far though because it was um one of my friends uh in college. Like we had a projector set up downstairs in the room that we were in, like in college, and every once in a while, like uh, people play games and stuff. Um, you... She had brought her Wii, and I got to play it for a little bit. Did you like it? Uh yeah. Um, from what I played, it was a little stressful at first because, like, you're kind of, especially with, like the Wii controls, you're kind of fumbling around and stuff, and kind of messing things up and and not and not doing things properly. Uh, so yeah. But you liked it. So did you say Wii? <laughs> um, oh, oh my god! <laughs> I was oh, sitting on no. that for two and a half minutes. No. And Oh yeah! Oh my god! I didn't care about your answer at all. I just wanted to make a pun. Ha 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 Audible mentions moment. Woo! Oh, oh boy! <laughs> my two last ones are uh, Thomas was alone and uh, Ace Attorney. Right, well, see, <laughs> you already have episodes covering them, so you're safe. Yeah. Uh, okay, I will mention. Everybody's gone to the Rapture. It's your classic walking sim <laughs> with a mystery. Pretty fun. We have Pokemon the Typing Adventure. I, I wanted to talk more about this, so too bad. Maybe some other time. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those typing games, so when, when they come up, you type the name, and then that's it. And then there's also Pokemon Snap, which we've already talked about uh, many, many times. Yeah. Uh, and there's Pokemon Puzzle League. And then there's Pokemon Puzzle League for the uh, uh, N64, which of course is different. And then there's Pokemon Troze, and then there's Pokemon uh, Shuffle. <laughs> I think there's more Pokemon games. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I just wanted. To, there's a lot of non-combat Pokemon games. Uh, there's probably there's a lot of there's a lot of the games. I've, I've been thinking and looking at my wall and stuff. There's definitely more, but man, way more non-combat games that are a lot of fun than I would have thought. Not to mention all the puzzle games and visual novels that we barely touched on. Mm-hmm. So, honorable mentions for me, uh, there's a bunch. Uh, Super Hexagon, it's a game that I mentioned a lot, love the game. Picross DS, and specifically the DS one because you have a, like a matrix, so having you know touch controls is really, really good. So Picross DS, I had a lot of fun with that, talking about DS games that are a lot of fun with a touch screen. Uh, Brain Age, which is also a game that when, when it came out, it was very revolutionary for me. <laughs> Didn't thought that doing like arithmetical operation was gonna be so so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo Land is a really good one, oh, really I... underrated. A lot of people were, I guess, disappointed with it, but I really really love it. Uh, Nintendo Land, and because Shelby mentioned Life is Strange, you gonna add that to your list? You know how Pokemon Snap is is her first game talk episode? Yeah, but yeah, we, it was. We didn't damage it. Oh no! We didn't have the damage system. The, our first damage uh, official damage episode was episode uh, number six, and that was Life is Strange. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> That's not right. Uh huh. We did, you know we need to come back to Pokemon Snap someday. Yeah. Do it properly. Yeah, damage it. 
some of the games that we damage and are not combat based in there, Mario Party 10, <laughs> that's a very infamous <laughs> kind of game. We had Mary Kate and Ashley Sweet 16, <laughs> <laughs> episode 18, uh, Kicks, games. episode 24. Oh, I love that game. If you want to listen to our thoughts, go to the episode. <laughs> uh, Box Boy, I, I think we Box, really, Box Boy. we really like that game. Popeye. And that was uh, from this list. I think that was the first one where Shelby damaged. I believe it does feel like it is that early on. I'm not yeah. sure though. Episode ninety eight. Popeye was like episode ninety. That was our first damage. Yeah. That was that was Shelby's first damage. Yeah. Damn. Uh, we have Lara Croft Go again. Recommend it. We have Fun game. Montaro. <laughs> we have Ikachan. We have Seduce Me Too. Oh God. And I guess it was me the one too. I'm gonna recommend it because you know you want to play it with me too. I think you you gotta play it with me one. But <laughs> oh uh, my god, brothers, Thomas was alone. Stanley's parable, Phoenix Rider's attorney, Elite Beat Agents, Neon FM, Guitar Man. I forgot about Neon FM. Good God. <laughs> uh, what else? I think that's it. No, Oxen Free episode one forty eight. Oh, Oxen Free. Oxen Free. Yeah. Oh no, Doki Doki Literature Club. I was gonna make you. Oh god. Oh. Jeez. So and many. Detroit become human. Oh yeah. So I have Detroit become human. Even though it wasn't the topic for an episode, you guys actually damage it. So I count it. All right. Oh so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to do an episode on that someday. I really like that game. Yeah, we should. We should absolutely. The game is great. Yeah. And that's it. There was a lot of spreadsheeting today. Yeah. You did it, Seiji. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed the numbers. I'm proud of you. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Well, here we are. That was the end of the episode. So, thanks for listening. Uh, CartridgeClub.org, SoundCloud. We're at Twitter, Twitter, Discord. Man, so accessible. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. This is Rob and Shelby and Seiji. Have a delightful day. Bye.